Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Hope you enjoy the show. Today's episode is sponsored by HomePoint. HomePoint is built for brokers like you. While most mortgage lenders are focused on winning the initial transaction by touting rate and convenience, HomePoint does that and more, taking a holistic long-term approach to its partnership and customer service. They're evolving the mortgage experience by putting people and partnerships first and delivering the customized support you need to grow your business and wow your clients. Find out why there's no place like HomePoint. Become a partner today by emailing us at partnerships at aimgroup.com and MLS 7706. Attention brokers, if you bought your Fuse 2021 tickets or are planning to go to Fuse, please note that our room block discounts are set to expire this week. Yes, this week, September 24th and 25th, is going to be a very busy weekend for Las Vegas and room prices are getting more and more expensive every day. To take advantage of the AIM exclusive room block discounts, please visit us at events.aimgroup.com. Once again, that's events.aimgroup.com. Hope to see you at Fuse. Welcome everyone back to another, another special edition of the Broker to Broker podcast. My name is Mark Summers. I'm the president of AIM. Um, Now, our next guest here, who's gonna be talking with us about Fuse, she was one of the first people I met when this association started. Uh, she's been a big supporter of us. She's, I consider her a friend now. So today I'm going to be interviewing Christine Beckwith, President and COO of 2020 Vision for Success. Christine, thanks for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me. Oh, God, you're, you're great. You've always been a big part of what we do. Always a great voice for us. So, you know, uh, I know we're going to talk about Fuse today because Fuse is right around the corner, a little bit less than a month away. Um, I'm excited for it. It's going to be the first time we've done a live event since Irvine in 2020, yeah. which was a long, long time ago. So, all right. So you have, you're, you're going to be in a session at Fuse and it's called Don't Be a Boss, Be a Leader. Yep. Tell, tell me about this. What, what, what are you expecting out of this? Yeah. So, you know, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, first of all, I'm super excited. Fuse is like our Christmas, like for the broker channel. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so entwined in the broker channel. We have such a big presence of people that are coaching with our firm. And thank you because you guys have given a lot uh, to my firm and you're part of my story. Um, and it's in a, it's a wonderful story, just like you guys story. And so we're kind of joined in that way. So what I'm doing with don't be a boss, uh, be a leader is really breaking down the tactics between um, authoritative leadership and leadership that will uh, inspire, motivate, have the right business tactics. You know, it's funny because I get into discussions um, as, you know, coaching leaders, like, is it right to, I'll give an example, is it right to bring the leaderboard into my sales meeting when we've got some new guys and they're putting up goose eggs and it's making them feel bad. That, this would be a good, a good example. And so, you know, in that mindset, the leader that's asking that question is kind of worried that it's going to be off-putting to the guy that's trying to get traction and he looks bad on the report and you're bringing it in. And the answer to that is absolutely yes. Bring your leaderboard into your sales yeah. meeting because you want that discomfort, not fear, not to be mistaken for fear, but you want the discomfort. Sales guys is public in all companies. I don't care if you're selling cell phones or you're selling, you know, 7-Eleven uh, <laughs> franchises. The numbers are going to be public. Right. Um, I remember when I was new and I hated seeing those reports and it, it crushed me to get to the top. It in, ignited my inspiration to not be on the bottom of that report and so we're going to break down the difference between healthy fear and competition 
um, and you know what might be authoritative or fear mongering, which has limited and usually uh, you know bad returns and also deficits. And and it's it's kind of tricky sometimes. Like people don't understand the difference. You know things that we do to flex that might be off putting to people when we can still flex and have it be inspiring. And so um, we're going to kind of get into that in that workshop. Yeah, that's a, that's a perfect example because let's just be honest here. Times have changed. You know, uh, especially just with our industry, uh, just how we treat people in general, the way people run their business, it has, it has completely changed. And I, I'm glad that you're going to sit there and talk about, uh, you know, like how, how it's changed and, and what you do, you know, and give great examples of it. Okay, so, if, so what are you expecting people to take away from this session, though? Yeah, so I think that um, hopefully they're going to get a roadmap of communication and what I call uh, forward financial metrics. And so it's gonna be a, comp a combination of those two things. They're both done wrong and they both have big deficits. I see incredible leaders that get their sales teams and their branches and their businesses to a certain point and they can't get beyond. In fact, when they get to a level and plateau, a lot of times they have people quitting and now they're rehiring and it's very discouraging and they feel like, man, I worked to get to this point. Where real success takes off is when you've got the initial build out done, you're getting to that you know, everyday maintenance and you're able to maintain, you don't have turnover, you have healthy attrition. What does that look like? You know, What is a good number of people to turn over in a year? And then be able to understand what are the daily, weekly, and monthly metrics that tell the story about where my business is going in the next six months. I'm a numbers geek. Um, it won't surprise you that, you know, during my tenure as SVP uh, at Animac, I was responsible for forecasting um, and collecting numbers from, you know, hundreds of loan originators and, and branch managers to say, okay, this is what we're going to do in the next 12 months. And then hit that mark within 10% of accuracy. And I did that for many, many years. And that's both historical data that you analyze um, that tells you behaviors right down to the, the, the loan origination seat. Like this individual uh, you know, has a pull through, his, his lead to, to app ratio is blank, his app to sub uh, ratio is blank, his sub to fund ratio is blank. And when you look at it as a leader, you actually don't need a crystal ball anymore with your business. Like you legitimately have the answers right in front of you, but it's 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 a it's a matter of understanding those uh, financial forensics that allow you to be the expert of the running of your business. So I'm hoping within the philosophical discussion to give them at least one page full of substantial metrics that they should walk away and begin to measure as they go forward. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people do this. You know, they 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 react out of fear. You know yep. what I mean? And, and the more yes. knowledge you can get, it, it, it's better. And God, I, I'm really excited for this uh, for awesome. this session that you're going to do, because I mean, for people listening, you got to understand Christine has a wealth of experience on every side of the business and, you know, she, she's going to be great. OK, so I don't want to take up too much of your time to debate sure. today, but I want you to tell me because you've been to all of them. You, you're yes. at all of our events. Like I said, huge supporter. Absolutely love you. What makes Fuse different or special to you? Now, before you answer that. I give a different answer every time because I absolutely <laughs> love it. It's, oh, I forgot about this. And then I start talking about it. So you tell me right now, what, what makes Fuse different or special to you? Yeah. Fuse the event, I mean, besides, I, I think it's the, the, the state of art class level. I, I, before I went to Fuse, had never seen uh, events done uh, the way that it was done. And, you know, I think a lot of, of 
places and people that are putting on events miss the mark in, in what an event should do. You know, education is great, but you have to inspire people. Like my tagline on my website is emotional awakening through education. And I've had a lot of people say, oh, you know, that's mindset crap or whatever. And I'm going to tell you that it is our minds that fuel our, the engines of our businesses. And yes, we need the tactical matter. We need all of that. Fuse hits the nail every time. Um, you guys really have that understanding that if we ignite th this group. And, and so I'll say one more thing about this. You know, I think your organization um, at large has the heart of the real entrepreneur in, in the American banking industry. You know, there is a really big leap that has to occur when an individual makes a decision to work for themselves. You know, every person in our industry probably at some time grows into a place where they're standing on the cliff of this type of decision at the crossroads of, can I work anymore for the man, for corporate or whatever, or am I going to go do it for myself? I've been there myself. Um, and, you know, it's scary. It's scary. And so jumping into this, you know, big uh, leap that you have to do being an entrepreneur, spreading your wings and catching flight, and not everybody does, mm -hmm. um, is scary. And I think, you know, the Associated Independent Mortgage Experts has made that leap um, safe. You guys have laid out a safety net beneath the wings of these entrepreneurs that are taking this really scary leap, and you have put the wind in their sails. And I am so proud to be part of that wind that in their sails because they come to me and, you know, they they have real, uh, you know, they have really good hearts. They have really good minds. A lot of them have a really good experience, but they don't know what they don't know. And so coming to us is a great way for we don't try stuffing them in a box. We're not one of those consulting firms that has a finite level of curriculum. And we say, OK, this is what we teach. Get in here. We have like the Disney world of professional development. We give them a wristband of the park and they go decide what rides they go on or what rides they like or need. That's the best metaphor I can give. Um, so anyways, just I, I'm bought in 1000%. I have been since day one because I have the same exact heart that they have. Yeah. yeah no. And what I love about what you do is yes, you can coach, you know, the entrepreneur side of things, the leaders, and then you can also coach just loan officers who are yeah. also trying to be leaders within their company or just trying to get them better. And that's what I love about Fuse is that it's going to hit everyone. Whether yep. you're the owner, originator, processor, just getting into the business, it's going to hit everyone. I tell everyone, you're going to come back as refreshed as you can from Vegas. <laughs> yeah, right? I know. Well, let's leave it all on the field out there. That's how I feel. Like, you know, this is our Christmas. I, I'm counting down the days. My team is, I'm bringing six people with me. We're going to man the booths in rotation on a schedule. We're going to be everywhere, um, seeing the people we love, shaking hands, handing out goodies, doing raffles, like just, you know, bringing it all. Um, and just having a really good time. So thank you for having yeah. us. Oh, no, our, our pleasure. It's, it's uh, you know, you're, you're going to crush it as you always do. So really looking forward to it less than a month away. So um, I know you're extremely busy and I just want to thank you for your time today. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Mark. And keep rocking it. You've done an incredible job this year. We just love you. Well, thanks. We love you guys. So everyone, you know, next time you see Christine, go up and introduce yourself. She's one of the most approachable people out there. And I just want to thank you for your insights today.
And everyone, please do me a favor. Please go to events.aimgroup.com to get your Fuse 2021 tickets today. It's going to be a great show. Welcome back, everyone, to another another great edition of the Broker to Broker podcast. My name is Mark Summers. I'm the president of AIM. Uh, really excited about this individual that I'll be speaking with briefly today. Um, everyone knows I'm a big supporter of AIM. He's doing great things uh, with his vetted VA, does great things for our industry, can't say enough about him. So hopefully, if you've never heard of him before, I'm sure you have, you'll get a little bit of insight on him today. But today, I'll be interviewing Chris Griffith, who's the owner of Debt Does Deals. Chris, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Mark. As always, it's certainly a pleasure to get to jump on someone's podcast and rattle off at some stuff. I'm surprised that y'all usually let me do this so frequently. So thanks again. <laughs> well, dude, you're one, of, you're one of the best out there, one of the easiest people to talk to. And everyone listening today, if you, we've, we've always talked about community and reaching out to people. This is a guy you can always reach out to. He's, he's, he's top notch when it comes to this. So we'll hop right into it, Chris, because I know we're all busy. Uh, but do me a little favor here. Tell me what's your session at Fuse, because you're going to be, you're going to help us at Fuse. So what's your yeah. session about? So I'm going to talk to everyone about making it their mission to better serve veterans and how they do that. Not only how they do that from an individual level, but how they do that to their immediate circle and then how they do that to a strategic industry kind of uh, circle. Because if you really want to help someone, you not only have to work on yourself, which is always where it starts, right? But you have to make those around you better. And bigger than that, you have to compel those not around you to be better, even if it's just to try to beat you. Right. So drive your competitors to be better, because ultimately, if you cannot, then you can't accomplish the mission that you're telling everyone you want. So in a large way, I guess I'm going to be telling them, Mark, how I intend to make my competitors better by crushing them until they get better. <laughs> Simple enough. That's that's the Chris Griffith way right there. But really, I mean, honestly, it starts out with a lot of us, I think, as professionals, we get complacent. It's like everything else in life. As you grow up, you become complacent with making your bed. You can become com complacent with brushing your teeth, some people, right? You, all sorts of these little details that may not matter in the moment, but you become complacent. And what we find with training professionals is they become complacent with the basic things that allow them to continue to move as a professional. And you know this in business or person or on the battlefield, movement is life. Uh, those that uh, do not decide and take action generally are not the ones that have the best outcomes. And so what we teach people is how to learn what movements they need to be regularly practicing in order to better serve veterans themselves. And then from there, how that impacts our immediate circles. We teach training. Um, we teach accountability through interaction with consumers. We show people a better way to understand the perspective of the person or group that they want to help, right? Because as a person who's like, I like helping people, okay? And I'm one of those people where maybe you ask me, maybe you don't, because I'm a helper helper, right? But if you really want to help someone, the first thing I want to tell you is they won't bless you unless they know that you care and they like you. Because helping someone is a very uh, intimate thing, right? They're having to open up and share a lot of things that they don't necessarily or aren't necessarily open with normally. So there's a process that you need to go about it in order to put yourself in the best position to be chosen to help, truly help. And then when you get that opportunity, there's a couple things you can't screw up from there. So the whole process from Sorry, how you. I'm having trouble hearing you. Is your Siri as nosy as mine? Mine, mine does that once in a while. All of a sudden, I'm like, I wasn't talking to you. Like NSA, this is about mortgages, guys. Relax. I'm telling you, you throw an event with 120 people, 80,000 rounds of ammo and some 50 cals, and this thing starts going off. <laughs> VETA-VA throws and consistently creates opportunity for professionals to get better at what they do, to help those around them get better, and to truly create an impact to the designated lane that they're wanting to, if it's VA loans and veterans. 
It's a hard thing to do because veterans have a lot of walls and they have a lot of problems and they have a perspective that's so different that it, you have to understand it and you have to have some time around it. So I don't know if that's how we intend to do it. And there's a lot that goes, I guess, into that, but individual, intermediate and strategic. I want to, I want to fix it all, Mark. You're always trying to help. I love it. Well, okay. So you're going to do your session, which I'm, trust me, I'll be watching as long as I'm not pulled away eight different ways, but uh, you know, so what do you expect the audience to get out of this? I think that if they are wanting to know a lot of relevant and current information about the VA loan and what veterans are doing nationally, where they're doing it, how they're doing as far as using their earned entitlement, um, that base layer data set, something that we're going to have available through one of our partners, uh, Polygon Research, they're an incredible data analytics company um, that allows data to tell a story with the dashboard that they've created and its story, right? Because a lot of people take data and help it, use it to tell their story, but it's really intriguing. They're third party. We use third party analytics so that we can have true uh, unbiased information driving our actions. So those that want to know about national VA lending, what we're doing specifically and how we're comparing and stacking up. And those that want to specifically know some of the things that you definitely shouldn't do. If you're going to step in the space and you're going to help veterans, I'll tell you some of the things that you should avoid, because at the very least, it'll probably put my face at the end of a video talking about you or to you, actually. <laughs> at some point. And that's important because if I'm doing that, there's a reason why a lot of people, I think in the beginning, uh, approach is always difficult, right? And my approach wasn't that eloquent. You remember, I was a little bit upset and everyone said, hey, at least he's passionate. Passion's a good thing. Moderating it is a, a really important thing. And we intend to show people kind of how to walk that line, uh, where the data drives it and what we're doing to accomplish some of the, you know, the gaps that we still see. Overall, I will say, Mark, uh, the prospects that veterans face getting a loan have improved over the last two years. Not incredibly, um, I would say, there's still a lot of ground to gain on that to correct some of the problems that continue to hurt veterans with legislation that they put on the backside of these events when, when companies do bad things, right? Uh, but there is a lot of ground being gained, so much so we were able to share a statistic. What kind of, I wouldn't say viral, that's a, what a cliche word anymore, but a lot of people shared it at the very least. It was a stat that said, 2020 VA loans closed at a rate of 4% higher comparatively uh, to conventional loans as far as those that went into an application and actually closed. So the data helps us to see the truth so that old ignorances like all oh, VA loans don't close as often as conventional loans. Well, the data literally says that that's not true by a significant margin. So maybe we should stop saying things that are not true. And that's what we want to help professionals do as well. Yeah, no, the, the VA loan, as you know, is uh, obviously that's what we're talking about here is a great loan. I've closed a, a, a fair, fair amount of them. Not like not like you guys do, you know, but always trying to help a veteran at, at any time possible. But there's a lot of nuances to it. A lot of it's not just a straight cookie cutter loan. I mean, you can get a lot of things on the back end that you can get waived. And so I just I just strongly suggest anyone who's listening to this to either reach out to you or reach out to, you know, a VA specialist because these loans can get done. Yeah, VA loans are the most flexible the most cost efficient, the most default adverse mortgages on the face of the earth. Anyone out there, Dave Ramsey, especially you, sir. And I really like you a lot. I followed you for a good while, but you keep telling veterans that FHA loans and conventional loans are both better than VA loans. And sir, I promise you, I know you like math and facts and those things don't line up on that statement. So if you believe that, if you're a veteran, if you're a professional and you think that there's something wrong with a VA loan, I want to tell you, Bless your heart. It ain't the VA loan that there's something wrong with. Right, right. That's awesome. All right. So obviously you're going to be at Fuso. Always, as I've said, and 
I love people that that always support aim support the cause and what we're trying to do here. Um, so you're going to fuse you've been to fuse before you're always at all of our events, um, probably in a v neck t shirt right with a with a suit coat, of course. Yeah, and we're behind the- on laundry. So I was in a circle neck this morning. <laughs> the beard's growing back nice. Um, but what makes fuse special to you? Or what makes it different from from the other events that you go to? I go to a lot of events for different reasons. I would say the Fuse event for me is personal because my business choice is to be in this channel. I think for what we do, it presents the best opportunity to do it in a manner that I think is consistent with our mission. Uh, that isn't to say that I am an absolutionist, right? Siths, absolutes, that whole thing. But to say I associate with my peers in the industry because I have an intention to know them, to have them know me, and to impact change larger than myself. And that's why I go to these things. The men and women that come to Fuse are the men and women that are investing in themselves and the ones that are going to be here on the backside of the chaos, y'all gonna hear me running and giggling through over the next 18 months. And I mean that with an honest and happy heart. They're the people that invest in themselves. They're the people that are doing things, the people that are wanting to accomplish big things and understand the current events. The people that you get to meet at these events are amazing. Fuse draws. I don't know how many are going to be at this one. I bet. I bet like what three thousand. What are y'all? What are y'all thinking? I, we we don't know yet. See the thing. The thing about it is, I I know we have a good amount coming in. Uh, the problem. I don't even want to call it a problem. It's us mortgage brokers. God love us. We get a big rush in the last thirty days. You know, as we're coming up. So I, I'm guessing. I'm guessing we're going to be close to that two thousand number. Very cool. Yeah, and I, I, I get that. We went. Just so you know, I'm not one of those. Nathan's around. We got ahead of time. We already booked all of ours. But I would say to any of the people out there that hear this, if you're one of those people just kind of delaying in the last 30 days, is there enough value out there? Where you like Vet of VA wasn't the first name that I picked out to start when we started this. And the conversation was discussed first about what I would do. And to the people that were my peers and mentors around me that were helping me at Fuse, true story. Not only does self-advancement occur out there, but the support you get from your peers and the like minds that you find around the things that you want to do and accomplish. Guys, you can do big and incredible things. You just need to know who wants to do those things with you, because I'll tell you right now, you can't do it by yourself. You'll be out there calling yourself an expert or a guru, bragging about the massive stack of loans that you close while Veteran United is doing a billion times more. Or all of these other companies that you may say things about, right? Or claim things over, but your capacity declares your incapability of achieving the mission you state. So, I don't know. If you're you're just wanting to stay under a rock in your little market and grow it and scale it, that's cool. I live in a tiny town. Like, I get that. If you're wanting to grow and scale and accomplish big things and understand what's going to be changing over the next several months, uh, and I would say year, then you're going to want to come. The people there, the insight that you get, the product people like half of my tech stack has changed to people that come to these things not only because product quality but because of availability like accessibility that's a hard thing right when you find somebody that you want something from are they accessible if they're not what are you going to do when you need to troubleshoot it and that's what i would say is really cool about the aim community fuse especially is the people that come are real they do give you presence which is a difficult thing to do these days and they do follow up and help you with the things that you want to accomplish. For me, I would say I don't I don't think that there's one event, regular event, that has produced more re- relationships um, nationally 
even if it's just in the friend level, guys. I mean, I've been able to realize that I am not on some tiny island like I thought before. It's not some small place where it's me against the seven banks in my market. It's it's not. I've got peers all over the nation that will hear my problems, look at my books, look at my systems and tell me, hey, man, this is what I do. I've been through that. And that's the value of it. You can find people that are just like you. You've been exactly where you're going and they'll tell you exactly what log to avoid. Right. And I, and I tell so many people that I said the the there's two different sides of fuse that you have to understand, which is one, you're going to get a lot of information from the agenda that we have, you know, that, that we, that the staff has done a phenomenal job on the team has done along with that. It's then you got the collaboration side where you're meeting people that you would never have met before and are more than willing to help each other out. Yeah. That's, that was always surprising to me. Yeah, you know, <laughs> usually when people help you, there's a reason, right? At least that's what I always thought. And when I come out to Fuse and all these people, true story for, and this is like, I'm, I'm a little prideful. If you don't know, Mark, don't tell anyone. <laughs> After the first Fuse and I'm mating with all of these people, I'm like, man, are they trying to recruit me? They're, what on the earth are they doing? I don't even do a lot. Why, what, why are they being nice to me? That's what it was, right? Why are they helping me? Why are they being nice to me? It's because we've all been there. We've all been at different places. And at the end of the day, good people have a desire to help other people. Bad people don't. Right. That's what put. That's that's perfect. Well, Chris, listen, as always, told you I wasn't going to take up too much of your time today. A lot of insight. Really looking forward to to your your we'll call it your event up there because I know it's going to be a little event when you're up there at all times, but I absolutely love it. Appreciate everything you do for AIM. Um, so thanks for sharing your insights with us today. 100% my pleasure, Mark. Thanks for giving me an opportunity and better VA an opportunity to share our mission and a stage to uh, share it from as well. So if there's anything you ever need, holler at us. And those of you out there again that haven't bought your tickets yet, I'm telling you what's wrong. You don't want to grow. You're afraid of growth. Growth, it hurts a little bit, but movement's life, y'all. Get out there and do something while you can. Life's short. I, I almost want to get a shirt made for that. I like that last saying right there. But all right, well, I'm going to I'm gonna piggyback off Chris right here. If you haven't got your tickets, please go to aimgroup.com. Go to our events page and uh, purchase your 2021 Fuse tickets today. Everyone, hope to see you at Fuse. Welcome, everyone, back to another, another special edition. We'll call it the Fuse edition of the Broker to Broker podcast. My name is Mark Summers. I'm the president of aim uh once again you know the 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 aim team has been lining up some of some of the best guests that we could possibly get and 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 the person i'm about to interview here real quick he's one of the best too always a big supporter of aim so today i'm going to be interviewing andre munar co-founder of keystone alliance mortgage andre thanks for joining us today thank you so much for having me mark no my pleasure everyone knows you're a big traveler so i know you just (laughs) got back We'll, we'll get you, we'll get you in, we'll get you out, but everyone always loves to hear your side of, of everything we talk about. You got a great view of our industry. Um, just like I said, you've always been a huge supporter of AIM and I want to hear what you have to say. So first let's, do, let's hop right into Fuse right away. Okay. Fuse is right around the corner. Um, extremely excited about it, uh, but you're, you're on a session, right? And what, what is that session called? Yes, sir. It is. Uh, it's in regards to the Hispanic homeownership and just the trajectory of um, the growth of Hispanics. Um, also, really appreciate you having me on here. Appreciate AIM and, and what you guys have done for us. And um, we've never had such a big support as a broker. I've been in the business for 15 years and 13 of those years I've been a broker. So really appreciate what you guys are doing for us. 
Uh, my pleasure with people like you, it's easy. So tell me, tell me about your session. What do you think you guys are going to dive into here? Um, you know, I, I think it's just important to note the, the rate of Hispanic home ownership growth. Um, it's, it's huge. I, I believe that the statistics somewhere between 29, 2009 and 2019, um, it was, uh, it was done by NAREP. There's been almost a 51% increase in, um, the net growth that of Hispanic home ownership. Um, and I think just minorities in general and the younger generations in, in general um, are really coming up on that. And I think it's uh, it's going to be it should be a big focus for a lot of people. You know, how can you know, we're always trying to talk about how can we grab um, a, a market, you know, some of that market share. Um, so I think that we'll probably be talking about that a lot. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So you'll go through your session. I know you'll, you'll be really detailed about it. Extremely, extremely good at what you do here. What do you want the audience to take away from this? Um, I think the, the biggest takeaway for, for me is them understanding, you know, how to reach them or how to connect with them. Um, it is definitely a little bit of a mark, a different market, um, especially if some of them speak Spanish or, you know, most of them I'm going to say are probably bilingual if it is a younger generation. Um, but just how they can, how can they nab that market share? Because as we continue to grow, um, as that, whether it's diversity or the Hispanic market, you know, people are, it's going to be a big market share. So people are going to need to understand how to tap into that market and their resources and, and uh, reaching out to those communities. Well, give me, if you don't mind, Andre, give me an idea of how, what's something that you can do to tap into a market like that? Yeah. So um, to be honest with you, me, myself being Hispanic, um, you know, and it wasn't really a big focus for me, but the way that I tapped into it was I first got a, a Spanish speaking team fully, right? So I onboarded a salesperson and then I needed somebody to also process that from start to finish because some of them don't speak Spanish and, or they might feel a little more comfortable speaking um, speaking Spanish instead of English. So one of the things that, that I would suggest is bringing on somebody, whether, you know, depending on what market you're looking at, whether it's a Hispanic market or an Asian market, um, you know, just you've got to be able to connect to them. Um, and so that was really one of the quickest ways that I was able to do that. Once I onboarded those people, I went out into the community and I said, hey, you know, I know that this is a big market. I don't want you to, you know, for our real estate agents, I don't want you to give up that market. You know, let us, um, we're happy to handle that for you if we have to translate for you. Because um, sometimes, you know, real estate agents lose a few deals a year, especially if they're in a heavily concentrated market that's Hispanic or, you know, Asian or whatever it may be. Um, and so as soon as we started doing that, it just was, people were like, we just went crazy about it. So I, I think that's that's probably the quickest way to really grab saying, you know, hey, we've got somebody who can connect with your clients, who can connect with your real estate agents. You don't have to give up, you know, four or five deals a year just because you don't understand it. Let us help you guide you through that. And that's really one of the quickest ways that we could do that. Well, perfect. I don't want to ask too many more questions about that because I, I want everyone coming <laughs> to Fuse and I want them to hear what you have to say. So let's let's uh, let's hop right into Fuse here because I know you've been there. Uh, you you've come to I think you've pretty much been to every one of our events, <laughs> uh, which is which is yep. great. You're a fan favorite. What makes Fuse different or special to you? Um. You know, to me, the broker community is something that's completely different. We all really rally around each other and we all really want to help each other and see each other succeed. 
And the biggest difference is that you have so many different companies that come together and do that. Uh, you know, usually when you're on the other side, um, it's just one company coming together with their ideas with, mm -hmm. you know, with, and that's the difference, you know, you're talking about, you know, all over the United States and people really want to see each other succeed. Um, and then just all the breakout sessions, you just don't get that many breakout sessions in so many places and you get so much useful information. Um, and I usually leave with my head exploding. I mean, once you leave there, um, you have so many things that you want to accomplish and so many things that you want to do. And I think that's probably the best thing is that you leave there with a list of 20 things. And so, and you don't have to do them all. I think that we hear that a lot, you know, just pick a few mm -hmm. things to tweak into your business, you know, one, two, three things. But after you've implemented those things, you still have a list of 17 other things to do. And I think that's the best thing is that your business can always be moving forward. And I get that from a lot of the AIM events, a lot of my peers. Um, and the other thing that I really get out of it is all of my best friends I've met um, through brokers and you just can't put a price on those kind of friendships. You know, when you have an issue, um, you know, building relationships with your lenders, with your vendors, um, that's really another big thing is you're able to actually build those relationships just a little deeper. It's one thing to just, Oh yeah, I see my account executive signature line. I see their face. I know who they are, but it's another thing when you get to interact with them and you're like, this person's real. Now I really feel comfortable calling this person, picking up the phone, saying, hey, can you, you know, what can we do here? Can you help me out here? And it makes that relationship so much deeper. Um, and then, of course, just all of the people that are on stage um, have so much experience and so much knowledge. And they've been in the industry for such a long time that you can always get something out of everybody. Yeah, no, that you hit the nail on the head there. I, I'm excited because listen, let's just be honest here. This isn't a money making event. For, for, <laughs> for AIM. I mean, Vegas is not a money making event. Uh, but what I love about it is how we do rally around each other. And I like what you said earlier. We rally around each other. Yes, we're our own little entrepreneurs, but we really rally around each other. And that was probably mm -hmm. the most shocking thing to me about these events and associations. I mean, they're not shocking to me anymore, but now that's what I really love about them is because I can meet someone like you. And I know that if I wanted to do something that you're an expert in, I can call you and you'll have no problems helping me. Yeah, agreed. All right. So I got one last question for you. A little bit of a curveball here, but not too bad. <laughs> What's your most favorite thing at one of our events that has happened? What is... Give me, give me some, some experience that you had or, or, or one of your most favorite guests that we've had. Um, favorite guests. I hate to even give you this answer, but, um, you know, Anthony Casa has been one of my favorite people on stage, you know, just the way that he leads, the way that he impacts. Um, he's so real and he's so raw and it's somebody that I really model for. Um, you know, I don't want to say it's no filter, but. Um, at the end of the day, we're here to do one job and we're here to be brokers and we're here to pioneer for the broker community. Um, and I think he he exemplifies that a lot. And it just makes me continue want to do that um, to me. And I will always say this again, I've been in the broker in the industry for 15 years, 13 of those. I've been a broker. There is no better channel than the broker channel for um, for a loan officer, for an entrepreneur. You call your own shots. You do your own thing. Um, and he really believes in that. And so Anthony Costa for me is definitely somebody, and he can pump up an audience like nobody else can. Um, so that's definitely been one of my favorites. Yeah, no, there's, there's not a wrong answer here. That's what I love about it. I mean, <laughs> I, I kind of go back through all the time and think about some of my most favorite guests that we've ever had. I'm like, oh yeah, that they were good. And then, oh yeah, they were really good. And then you just kind of compile it all together. So no, there's no wrong answer there. And 
And my most favorite thing about these events is, is obviously the speakers, the, the agenda that we have is going to be unreal. It already is unreal. And I know we're, we're tweaking it right now. Uh, you know, but the, the, the speakers itself, I mean, I've gotten so much from them. And I always tell everyone, you're going to come back as refreshed as you can from Vegas. <laughs> so no, Andre, listen, I, I just want to thank you for your time. I told you I was going to take up too much of your time today. Um, just like I said, I really appreciate everything you do for us. Appreciate your insights and everyone that's listening. When you're in Vegas and you're at Fuse, go make sure you introduce yourself to Andre. He's one of the best out there. So thank you for your time today, bud. Appreciate it, Mark. Thank you so much. Have a good one. YouTube and everyone else. Listen, you got to come to these events. Do me a favor. Please go to events.aimgroup.com. Go get your Fuse 2021 ticket today. Listen, I, I keep seeing them come through. It's going to be a great event. A lot of people, a lot of collaboration, and I want to see everyone there as much as possible. And I want to see everyone getting better because that's what we do. So once again, Andre, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Mark. Attention brokers. If you bought your Fuse 2021 tickets or are planning to go to Fuse, Please note that our room block discounts are set to expire this week. Yes, this week. September 24th and 25th is going to be a very busy weekend for Las Vegas and room prices are getting more and more expensive every day. To take advantage of the AIM exclusive room block discounts, please visit us at events.aimgroup.com. Once again, that's events.aimgroup.com. Hope to see you at Fuse.